takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that does now include YouTube. So if you want to watch this episode instead of just listening to it, check us out there. Subscribe, and every new episode will be in your inbox around 8 o'clock every weekday morning. Big day for the New York Islanders. Their first game after a 12-day layoff. Yes, they last played on New Year's Day afternoon, but the Islanders come through. They get a 3-2 win over the New Jersey Devils in regulation. That is an important aspect of it because, boy, they needed to pick up the two points. It wasn't always pretty, but they got the job done, and we've got our key takeaways from this game coming up later on in the show. We also have a full preview of Saturday afternoon's home game against the Washington Capitals. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day. Some all-star news and a question from a fan via Twitter. So we will have a full show to get to today. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on the air Feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. The big story initially, Islanders with a 3-2 win over the New Jersey Devils at the UBS Arena. And, you know, it wasn't always pretty. This team hadn't played in 12 days, and it showed at times. A little sluggish in the first period. They seemed to be dragging a little bit in the third period, trying to hold on to a 2-1 lead. And yet, they managed to get the job done and emerge with two points Matt Barzal with the game-winning goal, and wow, was that a, a, a pretty goal. But, you know, Barzy wasn't just the only story. There were some good signs from this team. Uh, let's get started with Josh Bailey. Got a goal, had an assist as well, made some very nice passes at different times in the game. You know, we talked on yesterday's show about how important it is for certain players to get going, and Josh Bailey was on that short list. He definitely looks like he's taking his game up a notch. The goal, the assist, plus one in this game, and just playing more of the Josh Bailey style that the team needs him to be able to do. Strong, <coughs> strong outing also 
for Zach Parise. He had two assists in this one, and it was badly needed. Now, the Islanders playing without J.G. Pajot, playing uh, without Sebastian Ajo, both of them, uh, you know, apparently having uh, children and off to be with their wives at that time. So congratulations to both of them, and the Islanders still come away with the win. You have to be a little disappointed, however, in that here are the Islanders going up against a Devils team that is missing a lot of players because of COVID, who's playing, you know, John Gillies in goal, their third string goaltender. The backup is an emergency goaltender named Kyle Shapiro, and they still could not really put the Devils away. And the biggest drawback, I think, in this game really came in the third period when the Islanders just had a parade of penalties back to back to back. And it, it, it just kind of made things very difficult. You know, Pellick off for tripping, Brock Nelson off for cross-checking. That's the goal that results in, uh, the penalty rather, that results in the tying goal. And in the third period, I think the layoff really hurt the Islanders. And you saw them just skating slower than the Devils. Uh, that was a problem. Uh, I didn't like that Ilya Sorokin, that first goal was weak. Uh, really wanted, you know, should have had that one. But overall, the good thing about it was Sorokin didn't let it bother him. And, you know, he makes 30 saves and 32 shots. I think both goals were not great goals that he gave up, but overall, he played a solid game, bounced back from the bad start early and got the job done. Noah Dobson continues to develop and to play solid hockey and just is making plays with confidence that he didn't have just a month and a half ago, and that's great to see. And then Adam Pellick getting his first goal of the year, and before the game started, the NHL announcing the All-Star teams, and Adam Pellick is the Islanders' representative at the All-Star game this year. It is a deserved honor by Pellick, although he did take two penalties in this game that kind of hurt the team. But overall, you're just not going to see too many defensemen play as well in their own zone as consistently as Adam Pellick does, and congratulations to him on that first All-Star game. Not, and to celebrate it, he goes out and gets a big goal. The power play continues to look better, and that is encouraging as well. It really, you know, the puck movement is just there right now, and they're getting chances. The Bailey goal came on the power play, and that was a big Plus, that if they continue to play like this on the power play, the points will indeed accumulate for the New York Islanders. And happily, in this instance, it actually worked, and they end up with the two points. Uh, Matthew Barzal, at times a little sluggish, but, you know, I, I was surprised he only played 15 minutes and four seconds in this game, but he gets the game-winning goal, had three shots on goal, Surprise, surprise, Oliver Wallstrom leading the team with four shots on goal. And 
you know, a couple of nice moments for the line of Austin Zarnick, Kiefer Bellows, and Oliver Wallstrom out there as well. The identity line, and we talked about the importance of getting them back on track. They created a lot of scoring chances. Casey Sezekis doing his job. Cal Clutterbuck with some good hits. He led the team with four of them. And here's another stat that I love from this game. You know, the Islanders dressed 18 players. No Islander had more than the four hits that Cal Clutterbuck was uh, credited with. But only two Islanders out of the 18 were not credited with a hit in this game. And those two were Josh Bailey and Robin Sallow. And Sallow was only on the ice for 11 minutes and 15 seconds. So uh, very important that the Islanders picked up the two points. It is something to build on. They've got to play better against Washington Saturday. I could tell you that right now. But you got the rust off. You beat a division opponent. I like the way they stuck up for each other a few times in this game. That was definitely uh, something you wanted to see. And overall, just a good performance. Not a great performance, but a good enough performance by the Islanders to get the two points and to start this crucial 11-game swing now before the All-Star game with a regulation win. We've got more to discuss on today's show. We'll have a full preview of the game in uh, at the UBS Arena against Washington Saturday. We've got a, a, a Twitter question from a listener and our Islanders birthday of the day. All that still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. And Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, they could be chalky, waxy, or even taste like a chemical spill. I mean, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, my favorite salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So head on over to Built.com and see what's new. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Before we get to the game preview, wanted to uh, get to a listener question. This one came via Twitter uh, from uh, Thomas Cox. I don't know where he's from, but thank you for the question, Thomas. Uh, with the trade deadline coming up, there is clearly a lot to improve on, Thomas writes. Do you see the Islanders trading for a defenseman like Chikrin, or do you think it's plausible they could trade at least Bavillier and some AHL talent for an offensive winger who could put up to 30 in the net like Patrick Lane. Well, good question. It's one of those things that I think what happens 
in the next, let's say, couple of weeks is going to have a big determination on that. We've talked on the show about the importance of the next 11 games. Now there's 10 left. We wanted to get at least 15, really 16 points out of those 11 games to get back into the playoff hunt. If the Islanders are still in the playoff hunt, when we get closer to the trade deadline, I think Lou Lamorello will make a move to try to improve this team. And he will assess whether it's a defenseman, because again, Dobson really is the only uh, experienced puck-carrying defenseman on this team. Uh, Or they could go for that goal scorer. I get the feeling that the goal scorer, if they do it, I, I, I don't think they're eager to trade Bavillier. You mentioned Bo as a possible trade bait. I think that if they make the deal for the higher-priced player, and that's the goal scorer, it may be a rental player for the playoffs where the Islanders are taking on some salary or even you know giving up a draft pick to try to get that extra bit of uh, you know goal scoring into the lineup, maybe taking on... Uh, an expiring but bad contract and going that way. I think the defenseman, you don't need to get a top pair defenseman or even a top four defenseman. You just need a guy who is pretty good at moving the puck, whether it's skating or passing and making that transition game work. That's a less expensive move, and I can definitely see them doing that if they feel they need it. And believe me, I think they do. Nothing against Zdeno Chara. He's been playing better. Nothing against Andy Green. He's been steady. But you don't need both of them in the lineup when you don't have anyone other than Noah Dobson who can consistently move the puck. So whether it's Chikrin or somebody else, I do think if this team is close enough and within striking distance of a playoff berth uh, that a defenseman, an inexpensive relatively defenseman, would definitely be part of it. So Thomas, thank you so much for the question via Twitter, and I hope that answers it for you right now. Saturday, Islanders hosting the Washington Capitals. That'll be a two o'clock Eastern time start. And you know, they may be catching the Capitals at just the right time. Washington has lost their last four games and the problem has been defense. Listen to the the goals against in the last four games. Uh, You're talking about 19 goals given up, including seven in their last game against the Boston Bruins at home in Washington. So that is a bit of a surprise. Uh, Look, the Capitals right now, sixth in the league in goals scored. In the middle, 15th in goals against. The power play, surprisingly, Down near the bottom, 28th in the league with all the talent on this team, starting with Alexander Ovechkin, you would think the power play would be better. The penalty kill is ranked 11th, and Ovechkin by far the leading scorer on this team with 24 goals, 52 points. Evgeny Kuznetsov next with 35 points. Uh, John Carlson second on the team in assists with 24. So many familiar uh, faces on this team right now. Let's start with who's not available, or at least right now. Uh, You go to the COVID list, uh, Dmitry Orlov and Carl Haglin, both right now on COVID, whether or not they can return in time for Saturday, we don't know. 
Anthony Manta on the IR. But here's how the Capitals' line combinations lined up in their last game. Kuznetsov centering Ovechkin and TJ Oshie on a very dangerous top line. Nicholas Backstrom on the second line with Alexei Protas and Tom Wilson flanking him. Lars Eller, the third line center. Connor McMichael and Daniel Sprong are his wingers. And then it's Nick Dowd, Connor Sheary, and Garnett Hathaway on the fourth line. Defensively, it's Martin uh, uh, Fahervery and John Carlson is the top pair. Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Nick Jensen, the second pair. And Matt Irwin and Justin Schultz are the third pair. On the power play, Ovechkin and Carlson give them two exceptional point men on that first power play unit. And, uh, you know, that's just a dangerous group. And again, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't been more productive. Washington slumping right now. We did mention that. And, you know, Ilya Samsonov and Zach Fukali are the are the two goalies. Uh, Vitek Vanacek not available right now. And I think that has hurt uh, Washington. But, you know, Fukali's played very well. Only three starts, but a 1.75 goals against and a 9.24 save percentage. Uh, Samsonov on the year 13 3 and 3, but a 276 goals against and a 903 save percentage. Not exactly uh, outstanding. Another thing that I think the Islanders have an advantage here over Washington, and this may be something to look for in Saturday's game. Washington is not a very good faceoff team. The Islanders, on the other hand, have some pretty good faceoff players, especially if they get J.G. Pajot back. I don't know if he'll be back in time for Saturday's game, but you have Pajot. Got to talk about Casey Zizekas. He did another very good job in the faceoff circle against the Devils, and if the Islanders can use that to their advantage, it certainly would help. Shorthanded goals, by the way, be on the lookout for it because Washington already has five of them this year, including uh, two by Kuznetsov. And o Ovechkin has one. Tom Wilson has one. This is a team that, even though their power play isn't great, shorthanded, they can be dangerous. And look, don't have to tell anyone about Alexander Ovechkin and how good he is and what a uh, high level of hockey he's playing against. You know, we talked about this 11-game string and we said seven of them were against teams that were struggling. Washington has, again, dropped four in a row, but they are not one of those uh, seven struggling teams that we talked about on the show. So overall, you know, beating a shorthanded Devils team is great. You pick up the two points, and the Islanders certainly needed those two points. But you, you take it to another level, quite honestly, when you can get to a game like the Washington Capitals, one of the teams you're trying to catch for a playoff berth. And again, hopefully the Islanders can start putting together games back-to-back -back basis where, you know, getting a win streak going or, you know, again, like a 7-2-2 two two kind of a swing, that would be a big breakthrough for this Islanders team. When we come back, we have our Islanders 
birthday of the day, and a whole lot more to get to. So stay with us. More to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy, a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and they've got a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. That's Locked On, one word. And look, they'll match your first deposit with a 50% welcome bonus just because you listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're going to close out the week with a fairly obscure player, uh, but I like these. You know, uh, it's nice to give some of these obscure players their due, and, you know, to make it to the National Hockey League is an accomplishment in and of itself. Here's a guy who only played 10 games for the Islanders, but, hey, no question, happy birthday Saturday will be the 59th birthday for former Islanders center Ron Handy, the Toronto, Ontario native drafted by the Isles in 1981 in the third round after uh, playing for the Sioux Greyhounds and Kingston Canadians in juniors, made his NHL debut in 84-85 with the Islanders, played 10 games with the Isles, had two assists in those 10 games, later played four games for the St. Louis Blues, and then had a whole lot of stops throughout the minors. Played hockey professionally until 1999-2000. Only had 14 career NHL games, 3 assists, 10 of those 14 coming with the New York Islanders. And we're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Isles. This is December 29th, 1984 at the old St. Louis Arena. Islanders Facing the Blues, it was Kelly Rudy in goal for the Islanders against Mike Liute for St. Louis. And it was the Islanders getting on the board quickly in the first period. Brian Trottier, his ninth of the year from Mike Bossy and Ron Handy, our Islanders' birthday of the day. Time of the goal, 134, and that was the first career point for Ron Handy. Then, later in the period, Jim Pavisi off for hooking and the Islanders' power play gets to work Mike Bossy, his 32nd from Stefan Pearson and Brent Sutter at 444. Islanders up 2-0. And then nine seconds after that, Trottier, his second of the game, 10th of the year, Bob Bourne and Clark Gillies with the assist at 453. Islanders with three goals in a three-minute and nine-second span, two goals in nine seconds, and they have a 3-0 lead. That's the score after the first period. It's also the score after the second period. But in the third, the Blues get on the board. Doug Wickenheiser, his 12th from Brian Sutter. That made it 3-1. But the Islanders close it out uh, just three minutes and six seconds after the Wickenheiser goal. John Tonelli scores unassisted his 23rd. And then Brent Sutter reaches the 20-goal mark with assists from Bob Bourne and John Tonelli at 1756. 
Islanders with a commanding 5-1 win in this one. And for Ron Handy, our Islanders' birthday of the day, he had the assist and was a plus one in this game. So Ron Handy is our Islanders' birthday of the day. He will turn 59 on Saturday. And for Kelly Rudy, by the way, 47 saves in this game. Islanders outshot 48-29. to So again, happy birthday, Ron Handy. And uh, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All right, big weekend coming up. Let's see if the Islanders can put things together. Whether or not they will get some players back. Again, we don't know what the Sebastian Ajo and J.G. Pajot situations are. Whether they will be back in time for Saturday. We don't know yet when Kyle Palmieri will be back. He was still out of the lineup. He is skating with the team, practicing with the team, but hasn't been activated yet. We'll keep an eye on that, and we'll keep you up to date via Twitter. And uh, Barry Trotz, we don't know when he will be able to clear COVID protocol, but hopefully that'll be soon. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, at your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for us. We will be back Monday with uh, a complete recap and key takeaways from Saturday's game against the Capitals. And we'll start to preview the home-and-home series against the Flyers Monday and Tuesday. So lots to talk about uh, on Monday's show, and make sure you join us for that. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!